on this episode of For the Love of the Game, I have Miss Gabby Graves, who happens to be a former college basketball player and a current college basketball coach's wife. She will get um, pretty real with us when it comes to um, being a coach's wife, um, what it means to her, as well as she will touch on a few things that are currently going on in the world around us today. Okay, on this episode of For the Love of the Game, I have Miss Gabby Graves. Do you want to give a hello, Gabby? Hello, everyone. Now, um, Gabby is um, a coach's wife to her husband, Brian, who is one of the assistant coaches at North Carolina Central University. And Gabby actually was a baller herself. And I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor, Gabby, and kind of give us a quick um, intro um, to your life and um, how you became a coach's wife. Okay, uh, sure. Um, So as you stated, um, I am Gabby Graves. Um, wife of Brian Graves. He is an assistant at North Carolina Central. Um, We uh, have been married going on three years here in August. Uh, We have one son who is uh, BJ, Brian Jr. He will be nine this coming Friday. Um, I am a former basketball player myself, um, having played since age of seven uh, through college. Um, And we actually met through basketball um he had a best friend who played um for the men's team I I went to St. Paul's College in Virginia in the CIAA um and his best friend one of his best friends growing up played for our men's team um so he was home from uh playing professional basketball uh for uh winter break and was coming to see his friend play because uh, we it's not too far from where we we both grew up um, my college isn't or wasn't it's now closed um, so he came to see his friends play um, and he came in time to see the women's game and he asked about me he saw me asked his friend about me um, and history was made <laughs> here we are <laughs> um, um, that's I mean that that is us um I love the game. Um, we connect on that, I guess, on that front. Uh, the real life love in basketball is, is what people refer to us as. <laughs> That's um, so cute. Yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so it's, 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 a, it's a fun ride. I enjoy it. Um, I, I've always loved the game. It was my first and truest love. So this is great. I mean, it's great for me. I love to go to the games. I am, I am that wife. I am, <laughs> I'm loud in the stands. Um, I cheer hard for those boys. Um, we adopt kids. It's every year. I feel like we, we adopt another <laughs> kid. Um, in addition to our, our own birth son, we have several other sons out there. Um, cause my, my husband loves mentoring kids. Um, and they just they gravitate towards him they cling to him and naturally that that means they cling to our family they all love our son um they love me miss i'm miss gabby or coach b's wife whichever (laughs) they decide to call me um but i mean it's a fun ride it's i enjoy it um and we're both still 
very active. I'm active through being a spouse, um, but he's still very active in the game that he loves. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, I mean, I've mentioned this in a couple of my other um, podcasts, but it really it is it means a lot to your husband when you when you have a love for the thing that they do right like absolutely it just kind of gives them that drive even more than it was before and um kind of tell us how like it's helped your relationship through um being a coach's wife being able to like speak on the x's and the o's because I'm sure he's you know you you've had had moments at home where he's planning something or, you know, just trying to prepare and you're able to speak on it and actually, you know, give opinions and like actually not crazy wife talk. <laughs> just actually makes right. sense. <laughs> like um, how has that helped y'all? I think, honestly, I think that is probably the most beautiful part of our, our relationship, our partnership. Um, we, we have, we, we were friends first um, and that has remained. So in, in being friends, I, I feel like, you know, you, you naturally converse on things that you both are, are interested in or may introduce the other to something new. Um, but it helps with us because with the peaks and valleys of the basketball season, um, it, it's helpful for him. And he's even said this to me, it's helpful, 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 excuse me, for him. Um, that I understand that um, not only just I don't you know I understand his emotions um, behind the game mm-hmm. um, so I'm able to give him if he needs space I can give him the space um, I, I already know you know if if we take a tough loss that night I, I'm gonna need to give him a little bit of space um, <laughs> you know when, when he comes home mm-hmm. give him some time to decompress um, but my husband is a talker so he's gonna want to talk through it um, mm. it helps for him because I actually, I'm one, I, I've encountered, you know, my husband, this is his, he just completed his eighth season, um, going into his ninth season. Um, and I want to say, I'm, I'm hoping I'm quoting that right for, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm counting back in my mind. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yes, this is, he just completed, um, season eight, he's going into season nine. So I, I've come across a lot of, of wives um Mm. and it's so interesting seeing the dynamics honestly um within the relationships via if the the wife has played a sport whether it be basketball or another sport or if she has not you know maybe she was um a cheerleader or maybe she wasn't into sports at all it's interesting to see the dynamics I think it's special with us because I can go back to certain plays on the game um just certain things that may have happened um certain calls that were made I also officiated high school basketball um, back at home in Virginia prior to us moving to um, last year we were in Farmville Virginia and this year we're in North Carolina Um, but prior to leaving our home area of the of the Hampton Roads area um, I officiated high school basketball as well so I'm very well versed in the rules of the game as well you have to be Um, (laughs) yes so um, we we have a lot of dialogue Um, I'll sit and watch game film with him I mean, I, I have no problems doing that. I actually enjoy doing that with him. Mm-hmm. Um, we sit and watch games. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's honestly, as I said, I, I feel like it's the most beautiful part of our relationship, the shared love. Um, and he knows that he can come and talk to me about whatever it is, basketball wise, and I'll understand it. And I can actually give him insightful information, you know, as it, as it pertains to the game. 
That's so cool. Like I will, I'll say that I admire that because <laughs> I, I played sports growing up, but I didn't play basketball. And that was the one sport that was like my family sport. Uh, my sister played, obviously my husband played. So I, I, I envy that about you. Like you're able to really speak on it. And that's super cool that you guys have that bond, um, you know, with his, you know, with his, not only his favorite sport, your favorite sport, but his career and the, the way that you're able to, you know, give him feedback and t- talk to him through things. I'm sure that like, especially as his career pro- progresses, like, I'm sure that's going to be like, you're going to be a very big factor in that. So that's super cool. Yes, I enjoy it. <laughs> so obviously, you're, you weren't opposed to when he became a coach. Um, but kind of tell us like how coaching became um his career because I'm I'm just saying I I know that he played before but how did that transition from playing to coaching happen and how did you feel about that so that transition came um it actually came out of it was birthed honestly with my pregnancy and birth of our child Um, So he was playing um, basketball overseas at the time he was playing in Germany. When I found out that I was pregnant, um, he was actually in in the negotiations process of getting ready to go back um, to Germany. Um, So he was in the process of negotiating his contract when we found out that we were pregnant with BJ. So um, Mm. it was, it's our, our, our first child, (laughs) my first child. um, And you know, it was a situation he was like, you know, you can come, you know, come, come to Germany. And I just wasn't comfortable with that. Um, mm-hmm. It being our first child and just being, you know, thousands of miles away from any family, any assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just, I wasn't with it. So I told him, you know, in an effort, you know, this, this is your career, this is your dream. You, you go, um, we'll be here. We'll be fine. We have, you know, <laughs> my parents here, we have your mother here. Um, all of our families here, like, you know, we'll be fine. You know, you, you, you continue to live out your dream. Um, but that just didn't sit right with him. Um, Brian was an only child. He was raised by his mother, big props to her. Um, so his, um, you know, not having a father in the household growing up was, I think, well, I know not leaving his son. I mean, we didn't know it was a boy at the time, but just not leaving his child. Um, so he mm-hmm. made the decision to end his career um, so that he can be a full-time father and be here for his child. So once he wow. made that decision, um, it was it was rough. I'll be quite honest with you. Um, any wife or any woman that has been involved with a man who has played a sport, whether it be basketball, football, whatever the sport is, and for them to walk away from it, um, it is probably one of the biggest and hardest decisions that they will ever make in their life. Um, mm-hmm. But we went through a, a transition period. I mean, like anybody, um, he missed the game. He had a hard time, you know, letting it, letting it go. Um, but mm-hmm. he, you know, he got a job um, because again, I was pregnant. Uh, we were both working <laughs> and we had to provide for our child. So he did get a job. He was, you know, doing counseling at the time. Um, and he took a, a, job with his um high school heritage high, heritage high school in newport news he was a jv coach um and mm-hmm. i feel like that 
situation and that opportunity um, probably birthed his next steps in wanting to pursue college coaching. So he did that. He was working. Um, We had our son and we were still home for about a year. Um, And then he made the transition. He actually came back to North Carolina to his alma mater, Catawba College. And um, his coach, who actually coached him in in college, gave him his first opportunity to to coach collegiate basketball. So he went back to his alma mater and, Hmm. excuse me, became an assistant coach there. Um, We actually um, were operating from a distance. He he moved to North Carolina to do so. We stayed in Virginia, myself and BJ, we stayed in Virginia, um, you know, where family was while he kickstarted his career. Um, and, and that's kind of, you know, where it was birthed and, and here we are now. <laughs> wow. That, that's intense. And it says a lot about your husband, you know, I mean, it, not to say anything that if he would have still gone, but you know, that he gave up his dream to be a full-time father. That's, that's a lot of sacrifice. So kudos to him for, you know, doing that. But I guess luckily in that, you know, God led him to, you know, his, his job now, which I'm assuming he loves. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he does. He loves coaching. He loves kids. He loves mentoring them. Um, his, his, his biggest joy. I mean, obviously everyone cares about winning and losing, but to him, the most important part of it is just growing these young men into reputable men that are going to be, you know, impactful in their communities um, and in their lives. So he, he does a phenomenal job of that. That's awesome. And I'm sure like with you seeing him have to lose his love of actually playing and then transitioning to be a coach I'm sure that brought you joy in in itself right am I wrong no absolutely um I I thought it was a it it said a whole lot that he was willing to give up his dream to make sure that he was present um for his son and I can truthfully say again our son will be nine on Friday there has not been a day in our son's life that he has not seen his father or spoken to his father um even, you know, when he was, when we were living separately, when he was in North Carolina and we were still in Virginia, every single day, every morning, he's calling every night, he's speaking to him, you know, before bed, FaceTime, you know, was, was becoming a thing at that point. So that, that has been instrumental as well. Technology has been instrumental, but I can Mm -hmm. say from the day that my son was born, our son, excuse me, there has not been one single day of his life that he has not spoken to his father or been with his father. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's really awesome. That's so cool. I'm, I'm really happy for y'all that you are able to, you know, be in this good place of, you know, him getting to still live out his dream in a different way and then you still getting your family and everything. So that's awesome. Yes, it's a blessing. Um, with that being said, um, you know, with everything going on with this pandemic and, just everything going on in the world right now, everything is not as it, as it was. And um, I know for my husband, it's looked different, but like how, what did your household look like before the pandemic started and then versus what it looks like now? Um, so truthfully, my household has not, it hasn't changed a whole lot as other households have changed. So my career, I work from home. I've been working from home um, coming, this coming August will be two years that I, that I work from home. 
Um, so I am home every day anyway, um, mm-hmm. due to my career, due to my job. Um, I'm not used to my son and my husband being home with me all day, every day. So <laughs> that was a transition um, with having, you know, people actually here all day. Um, not people, you yeah. know, my husband and my son. Um, mm-hmm. It is, it's been a little difficult. My son has, um, he's had virtual learning two hours a day, Monday through Friday, since this pretty much has started. Um, I want to say mm-hmm. there was a couple weeks break while we were still kind of figuring out well, the world was kind of figuring out, you know, what is going on? Are we really going to close down schools and, and such? Um, mm-hmm. But once they grasp that, um, he does have two hours of online, you know, virtual learning. Um, so it's it's pretty cool that he can still see his classmates and such. Um, it's a little difficult. Mm-hmm. I have to kind of pop out of my office and check in on him to make sure he's staying on task and things. Um, <laughs> but that's been cool. I mean, that's that's kind of the difference. Um a lot of people are trying to transition to actually working from home where um, I was already doing that. So it's not, it wasn't big of a big deal for me. For my husband, mm. on the other hand, um, this has not been a good time for him. Um, <laughs> he's still working, um, of course, like, um, but it's more so his, his job has changed in that he obviously he's not going into the office every day. Um, they're still in charge of like the academics of their kids. Um and still recruiting. Um, he is the recruiting coordinator in addition to the mm-hmm. coach. Um, so he's still recruiting. So he's still making the recruiting calls, um, you know, daily. He has actually started busying himself with, you know, getting on different Zoom calls. There's a lot of coaches that are, you know, offering their advice um, and just kind of their theories and their their strategies. He, he has led some Zoom calls with different teams, um, and such, you know, as far as what they should still be doing and, and things of that nature and, and lending his expertise as well. So he's still been, you know, having things to do um, before a coach, as you I'm sure, you know, they're so used to to go, go, go. And, and <laughs> this having to sit down is, is driving him crazy. Um, but I think we're getting through it um, pretty effectively uh, as, as well as can be. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yes. <laughs> Ugh, I know that's hard and like I've seen my husband on the some different phone calls zoom calls as well so I feel like that like not only like are they not able to do anything with you know their normal job but I feel like a lot of people are really growing professionally at this time you know being a coach just getting to have the time to talk with other coaches that you wouldn't get that time to and just kind of share and swap and just kind of really get to know other coaches so I think if anything that might be the one positive out of this for them absolutely the the networking opportunities and just being able to pick like like as you said being able to pick brains of other you know more veteran coaches in the in the game and and things of that nature mm-hmm. yeah that that has been like my husband's saving grace because I mean, you know, he, he, my husband's not an assistant yet, so it's been really helpful for him. So um, just seeing that it helps all coaches at all levels is really cool. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, kind of, I mean, not to take a dark turn to <laughs> our nice conversation we've been having, but I kind of wanted to kind of touch a little bit on um, just kind of like the social injustice that's kind of been brought 
more to light, I guess, because it's not like it's new or anything. Right. Um, but I guess ever since George Floyd was killed, it's kind of um, sparked this, you know, new um, interest of trying to bring about what's been going on in American history over the past hundreds of years. Right. And, you know, being black women that we are and having black sons and having a black husband, you know, that affects us and it has always affected us. But at, I feel like at this point in time, it's kind of like we finally have a time where we can speak about the stuff that we've had to live through, you know, right. it's kind of finally like, you can speak about it without being the angry black lady or, you know, the disgruntled black person that just has so much anger, just like you can actually just speak and, and people are, it seem to be listening. Right. So um, I just kind of wanted to give you the floor on that and maybe speak to anything that maybe, I don't know, you felt felt about your husband or your, your son, or even maybe, something that your husband's experienced with some of his athletes, considering that the majority of college basketball players are black boys. Right. Uh, I mean, where do you start with such a thing? Um, I mean, quite frankly, I'm angry. I'm hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, Just as all the rest of us are. Um, It is, mm, it's a tough subject. Um, Mm-hmm. It's my, my husband has had a conversation with, with our son. Um, I have had a conversation with our son. Um, he's young, but I mean, unfortunately there's not an age that you cannot have this conversation. Um, yeah. as a black woman with a black husband, with a black son, um, as it stands right now, you know, where I go in public, um, everybody's like, oh, your son is so, so handsome. He's so smart. He's so respectful. Mm-hmm. But at what point does that same handsome, smart, respectful kid turn into a threat? Um, yeah. I feel like it's, I mean, yes, he, he's about to be nine years old and, and that's how he's looked at by everyone right now. But when my son is six foot, six foot two and he's 15 or he's 16, he now becomes a threat. And that's, that's something that just doesn't sit right. Um, I mean, I think it's downright ridiculous what's going on, what has been going on for hundreds of years. Um, I appreciate the fact that it does appear, as you said, that that people are listening now. Um, people are taking much more of a stand. But I mean, I'll be quite honest in saying I don't know if I'm a hundred percent believing it yet, and, and that's mm. just that's just keeping it a hundred a hundred percent honest. Um, yeah. I mean, I hear what y'all are saying. I see the statements that are being put out there, but I, I mean, action is really what's going to say say the most. Um, yeah. With all of these police killings, there's hardly, if any, convictions. Um, it, it just keeps happening. It just it just keeps happening. Um, so it's mm-hmm. it's very difficult when your eight year old son is coming to you asking you if your daddy's going to die. Um, a real conversation I had to have with my child and mm. I don't even I didn't honestly I, I just I was emotional I didn't know yeah I don't I don't even know how to respond to that I still to this day have not responded to that because I don't know how to respond to that my husband is educated my husband is respectful he's a law-abiding citizen but 
if someone sees him in the street, if a police officer sees him in the street, he's a threat, just like mm-hmm. anybody else. So it, it, it's scary. Um, yeah. I keep my, my husband, I keep my son, um, my father, my uncles, my cousins, my friends. I keep them all up in prayer. I mean, that's all we can do at this point in time. You know, we use our yeah. voices. We do what we can. We give. Um, we speak out. But, I mean, at what point is this is this going to end? Um, but, I mean, I, I have non-Black friends. Um, I have non-Black colleagues. And, you know, it's, it's, it is, again, I appreciate, you know, when people reach out or when they speak out. Um, but there's just, there's a lot of things that need to change in this country. A whole lot of things that need to change in this country. Like I shouldn't have to wake up and be scared for my husband, for my son. Like my husband right now traveled to go visit one of his mentors and also another amazing black man in the community. And I'm, I'm nervous. I can't go to sleep because he has to travel back home two hours on the highway. You know, is he going to get pulled mm-hmm. over? What's going to happen? I shouldn't have to do that. But I, but we do. As Black women, we, we worry because anything could happen. George Floyd can have been my husband. So yeah. it's, it's, it's just, it's all disheartening. Um, mm-hmm. But I do, again, I appreciate everything that's going on. I appreciate, you know, we just have to keep, we have to keep at it. Change is not going to happen if we, if we stop. We have to keep at it. We have to keep our foot on their necks or they're never going to get it. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and like you said, like the best thing that we can do right now is pray and hope that the people that need to hear us, hear us. I mean, you know, and, and just not, not, stop having uncomfortable conversations just you know and like you said it starts in the house and then you know it goes from there and it's our job to keep it going you absolutely know? you're, you're absolutely. right on that. we have to keep it going we cannot be quiet yeah we cannot stop posting we cannot stop you know contacting contacting these officials and, and doing the things that we need to do yeah you're right I appreciate you, you know, opening up about that because it's hard. I mean, you know, I feel it too. And any other woman in this, you know, any other black woman with a black husband or a black son, you know, for that matter, you know, feels it. And I appreciate you opening up about that and just being honest, you know, like just dancing around the subject and dancing around the issue isn't going to fix it. So I just appreciate your Absolutely. honesty. And I mean, and even us as black women, they're, they're killing us too. Brianna Taylor, say her name. You know, it's, 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 it is, it's wreaking havoc in our communities. There, there are plenty of other things that are wreaking havoc in our communities, but these are sworn officers. They're, they're here. They're supposed to be protecting us, not killing us. So that is a huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get like we said, all we can do is pray and, you know, just continue to to educate ourselves, especially on who we vote into office. Absolutely. Too, you know, like, that plays a big role in in, you know, fighting a lot of this. So, you know, and I, I have family members who are police officers. So, you know, it, it's it, it's it just as hard to see the bad police as it is to see people talk badly about the police as well, because 
they're not right. all bad and the the few bad ones make everybody else look right bad and you know obviously there's bigger issues than just good cops and bad cops but you know it, it's just heartbreaking in every area you can imagine looking at it so you know I um I appreciate you letting it, you know letting us talk about that for a moment I feel like it's important and I feel like you know, it's not something that we should shy away from just because it's uncomfortable. Absolutely not. Yeah, but I mean, just on a lighter <laughs> note, <laughs> to right. turn this around just a little bit, um, being a woman that played ball and played ball that your husband is now coaching, um, do you have any advice for some women who may may not necessarily be in your same shoes maybe they're having a hard time connecting with their husband on this on the sport that they their husband coaches like do you have any advice for those women um uh, sure I mean really it's it's really just a matter of taking an interest in what your husband loves um for those that that coach this game and in any game for that matter be it basketball football whatever, whatever sport it is, um, you have to have a passion for, you have to have a love for it. Um, so, I mean, my advice would be just, just ask questions. They don't have a problem with you asking questions. And even if you don't ask those questions to him per se, um, if you're supporting your husband and going to the games, um, possibly there's other wives that are there. I mean, if, if you're on the collegiate level, um, there, there will definitely be, you know, their wives, girlfriends, whomever, um, ask questions. If you don't understand something, ask questions, um, ask questions to your husband, you know, and just kind of pay attention and support at the end of the day. I mean, it's just like anything else. They want to be successful. Um, unfortunately, a lot of times their success as a coach is measured by, by wins and losses, but their, their jobs are way deeper than that. Um, when it comes to the kids, when it comes to, to the guys that they're coaching, um, they're responsible for their lives. They are responsible for how this, this young man is going to grow. I mean, it's a very, very pivotal time, especially on the collegiate level, um, that they have these kids. Um, they are transitioning from graduating high school, and then they're going through college with these coaches, you know, our husbands, and then they're going to be entering into the real world. Some of them are going to go and play professionally, whether it be, you know, NBA potentially um, or overseas or whatever, what have you. But a vast majority of them are not. They're going to be entering into the world, to the workforce. Um, And really, it's their jobs to make sure that they're prepared for that. Yes, they have to go through practices and get them prepared for the games and and hopefully, you know, win some games. That's the ultimate goal, of course. But um, their job is way bigger than that. So, I mean, if you ask questions if you take an interest in the kids themselves, um, a lot of times that will help. Honestly, they just want to know, your husband just wants to know that you support him. Um, so anything that you do to show that you're supporting him is is pivotal for them. Um, there's a lot of peaks and valleys in a basketball season. There's a lot of emotions. Um, there's, there's a lot, honestly, that goes into a basketball season. And, I, and I'll be 100% transparent in saying when March comes, I am probably just as emotionally drained as my husband is. Um, you know, it's it's from October to March. 
it is full force and you know if you hopefully you can get you know penetrate the tournaments and then things of that nature so it may be a little bit longer than that um but it is a long season uh filled with peaks and valleys just 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 you have to keep them uplifted you have to be positive um as long as you can remain positive for them and keep home peaceful um that will help a lot in the long run um because they're they're facing a lot of adversity being a coach you know not only are they having to deal with 13 to 15 personalities obviously they have the whole coaching staff to work with but they have to deal with 13 to 15 personalities they have to also deal with those parents that you know come with those 13 to 15 personalities they also have to deal with the officials at school you know there's the athletic directors there's the Mm -hmm. athletics department um there's the professors because these kids have to still maintain eligibility um they also have Mm -hmm. to deal with their recruits um and their families so they have a lot that they're working for are working towards um in their season and working about um so as long as you can you know be there to support them, be as positive as you can be, you know, and just, just, just keep home peaceful for them. Um, We take on as the wives, I know you can speak to this. We take on a a huge role, um, especially during the seasons because they're traveling um, and such. So obviously you're, you're in charge of the kids or kids, however many there may be at home um, and the cooking, (laughs) the cleaning, you know, all of the above. But do that, you know, I mean, it's, you know what you're signing up for. Sometimes you don't, if you, if you enter into this world blindly. Um, but in most <laughs> cases, you know what you're signing up for. And if you're not prepared for that, then I, I my advice, don't, don't get into it. Um, because you have to be, you have to have some thick skin, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be mm-hmm. able to withstand a lot. You have to be able to basically take your family on your shoulders, um, at least for six months out of the year while they're grinding. Yeah. You hit some amazing points. Like I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> that's that's a really good advice. I, I, I'm taking some of that myself. <laughs> like, yep, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Just because it's easy to get lost in the shuffle, you know, especially having your own career and, you know, like you said, keeping the family on your back. So those, those, that's some really good advice. I appreciate absolutely, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, Gabby, thank you so much for letting me, you know, pick your brain about being a coach's wife and just being so open and raw with us today. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you for having me. I think that you have a wonderful platform and it's a, it's a, a blessing to actually be a part of it. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, that is all we have. So, um, I will catch you guys later on the next episode of For the Love of the Game.